Catherine. Hi. How are you doing? What a fun question. <laughs> Next. <laughs> feeling the feelings. You know, we're feeling the feelings today. Yeah. Sometimes you're just in it. Like sometimes you're, your body and your mind are saying different things. So the only thing you can do is to just stop and take stock of like what the heck is happening. Especially during the holidays when everything seems to be happening and every heterosexual normative relationship is driven by the diamond industry. <laughs> so, or the, or so I saw someone the other day who was like, welcome to the season where um, I was like, people are ready to surprise their spouses like morons with new cars or something really abrasive <laughs> of like, oh, these these people who are out of their mind are just buying each other a Lexus for Christmas or I don't know. There's just so much. There's so much happening. There's so much like being forced down your throat of like, bye, bye. Look at all these pretty things. Look at all the seals. Look at all these family members you never wanted to see. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a little strong. But maybe yeah. maybe there are some humans out there or just humans in general. If you're an introvert, i.e. you. Uh, hello. Sometimes, hello. <laughs> sometimes all the humans are hard. Do you feel that around the holidays? Do you get like overwhelmed really easily? <laughs> around the holidays. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 365. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Does it heighten? Maybe, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. So know. that's the question, right? Does it heighten around the holidays? Or maybe like uh, I'm curious how this goes for you during the holidays. It's different with COVID because pre-COVID, I knew nothing about emotions. And like, well, I mean, I can't say post-COVID. post covid post Pre-early COVID, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like now, I know a little bit. Current COVID times. Current yeah. COVID. Um, Current COVID. <laughs> Godly. Godly. <laughs> I know a little bit more, I would say. So it's like, instead of like bottling up all of the overwhelmness and just screaming at the top of my lungs uh, a few days after I get home, like... <laughs> I try to breathe through it, but I mean, like, literally, like, that sounds like a joke, but literally, like, breathe through it. Like, mm-hmm. I remember the first, like, gathering after, like, all my family got vaccinations, and, like, I just, like, went in the bathroom, like, to breathe, because <laughs> I'm like, let's, like, just, like, ground ourselves in the moment. We're vaccinated. Science is saying that it's better than nothing, so they're saying we're being safe. You know, CDC had guidelines. I mean, still does. But, you know, at the time, saying Well, right. They had updated the guidelines. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was a big freaking deal. So, yeah, like, definitely it's overwhelming. And then I, I feel like more people can relate to that statement now than ever before. Yeah, I feel, I feel that in my bones some days, even as an extrovert, I feel that the human connection is... Oh, it's just a lot. And I don't know if it's because we're still so very in this COVID situation that we really don't have the sense of ease and security that we thought we had pre-COVID, right? Where like being around people was, there wasn't any imminent threat to being around people. There wasn't this mm. sort of like, am I too close? Are you vaccinated? If, if you're with people you don't know, or if you are vaccinated, like who are you around? Like where have you been these days? And I think the the like COVID in and of itself is evolving so much, right? Medicine, medicine like always evolves 
in general like so quickly so that this like, this virus keeps adapting and all of a sudden there's there's variants and what what's you know more contagious less contagious right it's just like that's one part of it is just covid and trying to like process through all of those thoughts and then on top of that now we're in this holiday season where like you said you're in one family gathering and you're like okay now i have to do that with 10 to 20 people mm-hmm. of like actually sort of like going through a checklist of like, okay, here's the person. Here's what I know about them. Here's how, how safe I know they've been or not safe. And then it's like, it's just sort of, I feel like it's jumping through hoops. And I feel like mentally this time of year has been more challenging for me than previously. Cause last year it was like just a given, right? We're not going to see anybody. That was our family's choice. We just restayed separate. When we did get together, it was like one time and it was outdoors and it was four people. So it was like super manageable. We were in a garage with space heaters. It was the strangest gift exchange I'll ever, ever participate in. (laughs) But we just, we wanted to make it work in the safest way we knew we could. But that was it. Like I didn't see anybody else and I didn't do anything. And so that was sort of, you just had to sit with that and sort of accept it. Whereas this year it's just different. Like they're really, you know, there's, there's a different air to it, even beyond COVID, like you said, you know, knowing our emotions and like being able to sort of be in tune with them is almost more overwhelming because then you're naming everything and you're checking in with like which emotions you're feeling as well on top of the checklist of like all of the health related things too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, I literally thought like yesterday, I'm like, would it, would it be easier if I was just ignorant and just like had like a yelling fit every, you know, three weeks like saying that out loud obviously well maybe not obviously but like it, it's not healthy to bottle everything up and that that was my go-to right so yeah it's it's just like a double-edged sword and it's it's just so interesting because just looking at like other people and seeing like that they look like they're doing all fine and stuff and you don't really hear like what they're doing to deal with it. It's like, how how are you just like a boat in the water? Like, woo, you know, like being fine and cool and chill. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm over here going blah, 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 like 24-7. So. Yes. Oh, that's so real. Like you see so you see one person who looks genuinely happy at a party and you're like, <laughs> I, I, I can't be, I can't breathe the same air as you. Like I'm over here losing my mind. <laughs> Or maybe we need to be breathing that air. Like how, like why, how? (laughs) Flip that narrative of like, give me all your air. (laughs) What what is in your body that produces this emotion for you? Yes. What are you doing differently than me that's making it so easy for you to just show up today? Yeah. But also like (laughs) that's that's comparison too to be like, oh, well, because, you know. Right. Which is so strange because that's the thing we do in our heads. It's like we all of a sudden start to compare ourselves to everyone we see around us. And some people are just really, really good actors. (laughs) They're so good. And like I was just chatting with my sister about this the other day where we have like compartmentalizations in our brain of like she has this innate ability to just like flip a switch when she goes into a certain like social situation or um like if she's forced to do something that's maybe outside of her comfort zone, she was expressing to me, she's like, yeah, there's something in my brain that can just like turn this part of it off and I go into a completely different mode. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and then similar to you, right? I, it's not necessarily bottling it up, but when she gets back into like the privacy of her own home, that switch will turn back on and then all the things she couldn't do, 
come like rushing out and she just like needs some really really intense decompression Interesting. like okay here are the things that i didn't process because i compartmentalized i you know and i got i like got through whatever i needed to but now i'm by myself again i'm in my home and i'm safe and now all those emotions are coming out yeah Mm -hmm. very interesting yeah so when you say that you know your emotions better like in the current COVID <laughs> versus pre-COVID. Can you say more about that? What do you feel like you've, maybe like a couple things are the main thing that you're like, this is very different when it comes to my emotions these days. Yeah. Um, so during COVID, I was in a, it's called DBT, uh, I think dialectical behavior therapy. Um, it was like like a group class and basically it teaches you skills about like your emotions. So basically like emotions 101 which everyone should take. And I, it's probably like, okay, yeah, before I go anywhere into it, I am not an expert. I'm just talking about like my situation and experience and my information, which uh, I might be incorrectly saying something, so definitely fact check me. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so basically, we learned a bunch of skills about like managing emotions, uh, living day to day, like meeting new people, you know, like they're just like going back to the foundations because I really appreciate structure and like rules. And it's like, well, here's like a lot of laid out things. It's like, okay, if you want to make a friend, find uh, something common to talk about and like, you know, like blah, 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 gradually reveal more information, you know, uh, to like build that trust and stuff. Um, but yeah, so me understanding more emotions wise, uh, we also like kind of talked about like feeling the emotion in your body, which is like an interesting concept to me. So because when I thought about emotions, it's just like way up in my head and I'm making hands like just swirling my hands around my head right now. But really, like if you if you just like take a moment and like if you're feeling like anything like joy, sadness, hunger, like where... Is hunger an emotion? I don't know. Sure is. <laughs> uh, I feel that every day. <laughs> and where do you feel it? You know? Okay. So that's okay. like when you're feeling something, especially it's for me, it's helpful when I'm like, I do not know what I'm feeling right now. And there's like scientific evidence that if you're feeling an emotion, you'll feel it in like parts of your body. So like, let's see if I remember one. I think, uh, so yeah, just Google, um, Google uh, where emotions are in the body, and there's, like, a picture. And I think, like, sadness, um, you feel it, like, in your heart, or it's either sadness or depression. Like, you feel the emotion in, like, your heart area, but, like, your limbs go, like, cold of feeling. Um, so you'll mm -hmm. see there's an image where it's, like, hot. Like, uh, they use, like, blue through red. So it's, like, red by uh, your heart mm -hmm. and, like, blue. Like heat mapping? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And blue throughout your limbs. So it's, like, okay. If you're like, you really just don't know what it is and you're like, okay, it's feeling here. Maybe it could be like depression or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So in that way, it's like, okay, if I'm feeling um, overwhelmed or anxious, usually <laughs> a lot of the feelings for me, well, actually, I think the map shows like in your heart and your head, like a lot of the feelings are and in your gut. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, okay, there's feelings here and here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. So one of the things, like, do you find yourself when, like, let's say you went to the bathroom to breathe at the family gathering, 
um, just to take a second for yourself, is that where you can sort of check in of like, okay, where, like what's causing me to feel overwhelmed or like what emotion am I feeling? And you kind of just sort of try and feel it in your body too. Like, is that the right time that someone could do that? Or is that what DBT taught you? Um, I wouldn't say DBT taught me like in that specific moment, but definitely like whatever um, helps. So like for uh, DBT, like teaches you some skills. So um, just to talk briefly about it, like there's like four areas, one of them being mindfulness. And that's what I believe I'm doing in the bathroom. It's like I'm uh, taking deep breaths, um, trying to connect with, you know, the ground, with um, my body to make sure that I'm in this space, trying to recognize also like what my body's trying to tell me, right? So if my body's saying, hey, you're anxious, like, is there actually a threat? Why am I being anxious? And it's like, yeah, my, my body could be telling me, my emotions might be saying, hey, like, get out of here now. But, like, is that actually factual? Because, you know, emotions are just trying to... There's a, there's a sec- section about that, about, like, what's the purpose of emotions, right? They're just trying to, like, protect you. So that's kind of, like, a baseline type of thing. So it's like, I'm checking in with my emotions. Is it factual? A lot of the times, maybe not. And it's like, okay, let me just breathe, get back to where I am, what's the facts, and just, like, go back and, you know, enjoy my time outdoors. So I feel like a lot of what you're talking about is sort of rooted in grounding techniques as well, which is, I remember day one of therapy, my, my therapist, like he was doing sort of that intake of like, all right, what's your story? What, what are some things you want to bring to therapy? What are some things that you feel like you're struggling with? And one of the first things he noticed is that I'm an anxious overthinker. I'm like constantly worrying up like swirly hands swirly around head, <laughs> swirly hands, swirly, swirly head hands, as we shall uh, henceforth call them. Uh, that was a big thing for me. So a lot of times, like, or, um, a lot of times it's really hard for me to ground myself because I'm either like in the past, in the future, or thinking about something like running through a to-do list throughout my day. It's really hard for me to stay present. And so one of the things he said was like, okay, whew, take stock of the five senses. And I, I again, I'm not going to set this up with like each sense and what it correlated to, but it was like a five, four, three, two, one of like, okay, to ground yourself, like name five things you can see, just like sit in the room and like name five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can smell, two things that you like, not necessarily taste, but like, like two tastes in your mouth or something like something similar to that. And then whatever the fifth sense is was the last one of like hearing here. Yeah. Go. And then, <laughs> yeah. Hearing was probably like the fourth one. Right. So whatever mm-hmm. the order was, it's like you, you kind of take stock of your senses and that helps you ground you in your current reality. Right. Cause it's like, where are you physically at and what are those five, four, three, two, one things that are happening in the present moment? And so I feel like that to me was sort of similar to like, like you said, when you're, you're grounding yourself in the bathroom of like, what's factual, what do I know currently in this situation that like will help me feel safe if you've got the flight versus fight response, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what your body does when it feels like you're in trauma, which can tend to be what happens when you're overwhelmed. Like your body physically cannot. I just learned this from someone studying neuroscience the other day. It was like your trauma versus being scared. Like there's two similar things that like your brain cannot delineate between the two. Like if you're scared or you're nervous, I think was one of them. Or something similar, right? Where your brain cannot delineate between the two. It has the same chemicals. It has the same reaction. So that's where that like fight or flight thing comes in at really weird times of like, oh, I now I'm feeling like I have to run or now I'm feeling like I want to punch a teddy bear. Like (laughs) 
whatever, <laughs> whatever kind of comes to your head, right? Being able to sort of ground yourself and like, okay, am I actually really that rageful towards the teddy bear sitting on the mantle? Or do I just need to like check in and breathe? Like, and it's so hard. It's so hard in the moment because like you are, you like you said, you had to step away to do it. So maybe that's, that's a good technique too of like knowing when to just walk away, knowing when to just like remove yourself from the stimuli Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's like next level self-awareness. <laughs> or you can cheat and just keep drinking water because you'll be forced to step away. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Overhydrate. There you go. Go slam two cups of water so that you have to physically go to the bathroom yeah. and and then and then take take a second there. Um, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> or force yourself to. <laughs> But it was so interesting for Thanksgiving this year, the group of people that I was with, we all recognized right away that everyone was overstimulated. Like every really? single one of us was overstimulated in, in like throughout the day at some point. Most of us arrived overstimulated, <laughs> which was a very interesting energy. Um, it ended up being a couple shifts of people. There was a birthday. There were friends who could only stay in the morning. There were friends who could only come after four. Like... It was just sort of this like revolving door of people, but it ended up being two shifts. And so the first shift was there when I arrived and I didn't know any of them. So all of a sudden I walked into this Thanksgiving situation and I went from zero to 60. I went from like steady state to overwhelmed immediately because I walked in and I registered all of the faces and I didn't know any of them. And my brain went, we are not prepared to introduce ourselves and make small talk with eight people around a table right now. Like, no, 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 no. Oh. And I had a very flight response, but I had just arrived. <laughs> so, so I like went in and I ended up, you know, just sort of sitting with everyone and they all knew each other. So I was able to just sort of be more of a listener in that situation. And then as, as the people came that I knew, it was like one person came in and they were like, my whole day has been chaos. Another person came in and they were like, oh yeah, I saw all of those people around, but I'm staying with the friend down the street. So I did turn around and I immediately walked oh right back gosh. out the door and said, I'll try this in an hour. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then another person, we had Thanksgiving drinks. We had like a cocktail bar with like holiday Thanksgiving themed cocktails oh. this year. Yeah, one of the friends is a really great like mixologist by uh, by passion. It's not by trade, or maybe it is. Oh shoot! If you're an actual mixologist, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I just know he's really good at making drinks, and so he, and he loves to be creative and sort of like play with a bunch of different things. He walked in, and I was like, "How are you doing?" And he immediately turns to me. He's like, "Not well." And then he walked into the other room. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so all of these people, right, for whatever reason, whatever life was like handing us that day, we were all just so overstimulated, but it honestly made me feel so much better. Like I didn't, I didn't enjoy the fact that we were all overstimulated, but by the time we had like, everyone had gotten there, everyone had gotten the food out and we were the second shift of people, which meant we were actually having the Thanksgiving meal and the ratio of pies to humans ended up being like one pie per two people. Like we had so much pie. <laughs> But by the time that that was the grounding reality of like how many pies are on the table, we all started to feel better and we all just like did what we needed to to take care of ourselves. And so it was quite lovely that everyone was just able to do that. Like no one had to feel bad that they were like, I had to just walk right back out the door and try this an hour later. A friend of mine and I like went to go um, let a dog out and we just ended up napping at the other person's house for like 15 minutes on the couch. <laughs> like, we just need a minute. <laughs> They're like, wow. Do you want to take a nap? I said, I absolutely do. 
wow. <laughs> yeah, it was like in the middle of like we had just we had just had Thanksgiving meal. It was between the meal and the pie. Like we walked to let the dog out. We napped on their couch, and then we were like, burp, burp. "All right, well, we'll go back to the socializing now." <laughs> <laughs> what? What like honesty from everyone? I know it. Yeah, it, it's it, there's such a unique group of people in that I've never met more honesty, more honest people or this environment of just like everyone is so concerned for everyone's well-being, everyone's spoon count and everyone's safety. It's like always the number one concern. That that is incredible to me because mm-hmm. if if I may just like jump on that. Cuz so something that I've been working to find recently is like community and I think you just described it. Right? It's just Ugh. like everyone's there, everyone's honest, everyone's looking out for each other. And it's like I feel, this is my experience, in this big city I'm in, there's, it is hard for me to find community in it. I mean, I would say partly because of COVID, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, that that is that is very cool. I just want to, like, highlight that. Cause, Thank you. Yeah, awesome. I'm so grateful. I'm so fortunate that these are people my sister knew. And she even made that delineation to me the other day. She's like, these are your friends too now. Like I, I kind of said, I still feel like a guest in her home metaphorically and literally like these are her people and these have been her people throughout the pandemic. These have been her people for the past few years. And now to be in the same city as her means that I get to share these people. And so it's, yeah, it is really special. And and I appreciate the highlight because they are super cool. And they are teaching me so much about that. Like you said, what it means to be in community with others. Like yeah. and how safe and vulnerable I can feel at any moment with them, and I think that that's something. Um, my takeaway—that's my takeaway for the holidays this year—is like, who are the people that I want to surround myself with who make me feel that way? Who make me feel like if I've run, you know, maxed out, if I'm at my limit, if I arrive and things are just not okay, you know, who am I gonna show up with? Who's like willing to just hold that with me? Yeah, and being like, okay, I get it. Yep, or or of course you are, because I am too. Like, Thanksgiving was very unique, but <laughs> but in that sense, it just re- it just helps, you know. It helps set really good boundaries too for yourself of like who are those people, and then it makes maybe makes that decision making process of like, okay, well maybe who don't I want to be with? Mm-hmm. Even if it's the traditional people, right? Maybe they don't make you feel safe. Maybe you don't feel like you can step away even for a moment or if you have anxiety even before you get there like I feel like that's right that's your body sort of telling you um where those emotions are are being held too it's your Mm -hmm. body's way of being like whoa 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 let's check in before we sort of just do what we think we're expected to do yeah and yeah also for for me personally like what you said oh checking in with that anxiety and being like oh are you just doing what uh you're supposed to be doing for me also that anxiety is not factual. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I think my anxiety's like I'm using my anxiety as a, an excuse to be like, oh, I'm going to stay home because this is too anxious. Where in fact, the emotion wasn't anxiety and more of like a like a, a sadness where I want to pull, where my my instinct is to pull away from people where for me in that moment, it would have been better to go out, if that makes sense. It does. Do you mind if I ask you to say more about where where or how did you make that delineation between the two, between the anxiety being non-factual and what you actually delineated from that, which was that you're just you're sad and you feel like you want to pull away from people like where. Yeah. How did you figure that out? It's it's a fine line and I'm still trying to figure that out. So it's I mean, I guess like from experience. So 
because there there was like one time where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take a me day, and I'm not gonna like go out. I know I said I was going to hang out with uh, this group of people, and I'm like, I I literally just can't. Even for me though, like I was like kind of just like by myself, and I'm like, this isn't this me time isn't like making me feel better, right? This it. It, as, and as I'm explaining it, it's still, like, very hazy, very unclear. So it's really just, like, trying to sit. For me, it's trying to sit with my emotions, trying to just, like, breathe, trying to get to a spot where I'm thinking not just with my, uh, another DBT term, not just with, like, my emotional mind or my uh, rational mind, but my wise mind, which is a little bit of emotional and a little bit of rational. So, yeah, mm. it's 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 a practice. So yeah. Yeah, that is that's a really good practice too of of doing that even before you arrive, right? If if in the moment it doesn't work and you're like I'm already in the moment, I'm just overstimulated and I'm surviving, mm-hmm. right? To be able to sort of do that beforehand of is this a situation that serves me? Um and serving being a, being a term that I use in sort in the sense of like serves me, brings me energy, brings me joy. Like like serving a volleyball but is that volleyball just like the happiest thing that you're ever ever going to get hit in the face with mm-hmm. I don't know that's a really bad analogy that's <laughs> <laughs> sort of like that 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 mental check-in with yourself of like am I going to something that will enhance my day make it a better day is it something that I, I I'm obligated to do right did I sign up for this do I have an appointment um I feel like there's all sorts of ways that we just yeah this holiday season, it's just making me check in more with myself and really making sure that if I'm feeling very overwhelmed, if I'm currently as an extrovert, I'm, I love people. I love connecting. I love that that um, environment. So if I'm feeling overstimulated in those situations, like, okay, then there's something deeper going on. And so that's kind of where I'm at. That's my hazy right now of like, we were talking before we, we started recording the podcast, right? Of the fact that I just couldn't place it. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm working through this emotion today and I just can't place it. I really can't figure out what it is. It's not, it's not anyone in particular. It's not something that's happening. And then, you know, it's kind of making sure we can peel back those layers. And like you said, be really honest and, and have that wise mind of, of getting really to the root um, of what we're feeling. So I just hope that, you know, if others are feeling overwhelmed the during the holidays right now, um, that maybe this can... This can be as little as just letting them know they're not alone as an introvert and an extrovert, right? We're both going through it yeah. and um, it's okay to not be okay. So absolutely. cheers to everyone listening to this episode. We wish you well. Um, we're sending you deep breaths. Okay. Have a beautiful every day, everyone. Every day, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>